Hello, this is Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager with Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson with Bone Training. This is another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Rob, it's a milestone for us today. This is how a about, big one, baby. How about this that, is a man? Big one. Who would have thunk? Thunk, huh? 50 episodes. That is insane. Yep. One a week. 50 yeah. episodes. Yep. How about that for a milestone? I'm shocked. I mean, yeah. seriously, did you think we get 50? No. 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 I thought I was, I would, I was thinking after five. Wow, we're we're in trouble. I thought I would see 50, but you. <laughs> I mean, they kept you, you know, we we hung in there with you, Rob. And uh, you made it. Oh, I just walked right into this stuff, don't I? <laughs> um, you know what? I do want to say something, though. You, Everybody hears you and I all the time, but I want to give a real healthy shout-out to Eileen and Josh, Eileen LeBlanc and Josh Kyle for everything that they do. I mean, Wayne and I are just the goofballs in this. These guys are doing all the work behind the scenes and everything, and why don't you guys turn off your mics and, you know, just say hello or something. Wow, talk about putting it on the spot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's how we roll in this show. <laughs> kind of just uh, improv on here, so. That's it. Yeah. Thanks for the shout out. Yeah. Hi, guys. Thanks. Congrats Hi, on 50. Hi, Eileen. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, you're right about that, Rob. Uh, Josh just, you know, they, they, Josh and Eileen make us look good. And that's real, real hard to do. So thank you, guys. Uh, especially for the patients. I mean, you know, Josh goes above and beyond on this thing, man, and um, has to put up with us. And who knew you, you were you were such a princess, Rob? I mean, you really have to have things right. I'm kind of a diva. Happy. Yeah, I'm kind of a diva, I guess. <laughs> Right. So, you know what, Rob, I thought it would be fun maybe to kind of go back and look at some of these uh, past episodes uh, that we've done. Maybe some ones that, uh, that you liked. We'll touch on them real quick and uh, that I liked. And, um, you know, kind of a walk down memory lane with the two of us. I can't believe we go back to May 17th. Yeah. Was that uh, the first one was. Uh, that was our very first one. Is that the, the, the subfloor prep? Preparing the subfloors. Yeah, this will be fun. So that was the first one. Not your best work. <laughs> Not my best work, really. Look, between yeah. your word of the month club vocabulary, your stuttering, which is a cross between Elmer Fudd and Porky Pig, and generally getting lost in the woods with your incredibly long stories. We really have, could have trimmed this down to 18 episodes and not 50, but we're learning. We're both learning from this, I think. You know, I've struggled with stuttering my whole life. <laughs> I, I know. Take, take, take him a lot to overcome that, Rob, and I, I don't know. Well, what, what, the what, sad what, part what, is, is you, what, you haven't what, overcome it yet. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying like to, a, it's, it's taken me a lot, a lot, long, long time to overcome this. And for you to make fun of it like this is a little, little harsh. 
how I roll, baby. You should try singing. Sing your words when you want to do it. Mel Tillis did that, you know. Yeah. He could only stop stirring when he sang. When he sang. Exactly. I don't have a voice like Mel Tillis, so I'm not going to do that to anybody. You must be the Mel Tillis of hardwood floor guys then. <laughs> no, but um, boy, when my wife hears this back, you you talking about me stuttering and all the bad memories it's going to bring up, she'll probably be crying, Rob. <laughs> How do you feel about that now? <laughs> um, have her give me a call. I'll console her. I'll right. talk her off the ledge. All right. Are we going to spend the whole show? Is this how the whole show is going to no, be spent? Listen, I, I, we, we have always been real with each other. Okay. <laughs> Not your best work. We won't get into your skit writing then. Okay. We won't. You know what? We just won't go there. Yeah. When they're bad, we, it's uh, when they're bad, it's me. When they're good, it's us, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. It's always you. It's, it's always you. I'm just one of the... Uh, Wayne Highlander players. That's all I am. I listened to that podcast back a long time ago, painfully so. And as when I said before, I think I said the word subfloor 300 times in that in that episode without actually talking about how to prep the subfloor. That's a good drinking game. Mm -hmm. And you and your drinking games, you're going to get us. You listen, we, we, we got we got away with the colonoscopy thing, man. Don't start bringing drinking games to this. We'll all be in trouble. We want everybody's colonoscopy stories. Bill, Bill Price wants to come on and do colonoscopy too. Really? Yeah. The return of colonoscopy, huh? Yes. I don't know if Eileen will be able to to take another colonoscopy episode. I, well, that's I, think, nice. I think I think one is enough. Yeah. Now let that slide. Not gonna. That's be it. Again. The, the nice thing about having Eileen here is that we can always blame Eileen on the content. You know, she let it, she let it slide. I thought it was good. You know, she gave us the okay. You know, Josh splices and cuts and puts noises in and just makes everything sound amazing. But Eileen takes the heat for all of our shenanigans on the, on the, on the show here. So we really don't know what goes on behind yeah, because we, we were talking about here. we were talking about tonsillectomy, and somehow Josh turned into colonoscopy. That's how <laughs> I'm spending it. If we get in trouble, you want to have your tonsils taken out? That's my phone. Oh yeah, fifty episodes and still screwing up big. That's it. <laughs> it's called "Do Not Disturb." You want me to show you how to do it? I got it figured out now. All right, I'm going to give you some credit though, Rob. Um, one of my favorite episodes, uh, was, um, fire safety on the job site. Cause I think you did such a good job on that. And, uh, it's such an important one and it could really help some, somebody, uh, maybe save a life or save a, a lot of a, a job site damage and drama. And, you know, I, I went back and counted all the words on every episode to make sure that I'm, be, I'm talking more than you. And mm -hmm. this is the one that I talked the least amount, you know, the, by word count. Mm -hmm. This was like your, if you were the drummer on Steppenwolf, you know, this was, this was your show. This was and my cowbell. Inexplicably, it worked. Try that word one more time. Inexplicably. There you go. It's a little early. I get it. It was a combination of inexplicably and unexpectedly. Okay. Um, that fire safety show out of all the people, my youngest daughter, Rebecca, 
she was talking to me the other day and she goes, by far, my favorite episode was the fire safety. Handed a floor in her life. Yeah. And she couldn't believe it. All the, uh, all the information and everything that she got from that. And that, I just thought that was just hilarious that out of all the shows that uh, she listens to, that was her favorite one. And she stained her father-in-law built this beautiful bar, bar top, you know, really, really nice uh, for their wedding. So she stained it and she was taking care of all those stain rags and getting them outside and drying them all because of the show. It, it was kind of funny to listen to her talking about that. Um, let's see. Uh, gluing down hardwood floors, obviously, uh, you know, that was, um, you know, if we were a rock band, that was my power ballad moment. Episode four. Oh yeah. Yeah, you were feeling it. By we got by the time we got to four. Yeah. You were feeling it. You were you were definitely in your zone by then. I think I started to emerge. Yeah. I think that's when you were thinking about writing skits. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you started your writing. It took me forty two episodes later before you guys would let me do one, but I appreciate that. Do you remember that one time? that you wrote an entire show and sent that to me. I <laughs> mean, do you, that's you remember that? You, that's when I knew you were going to be too difficult to work with. Oh my God. I, I gotta, I gotta go back and find that because that was like 16 pages. It had to take you three days to write that thing. You didn't do anything I asked you to do. Not one, not one thing on there. Not one, one thing. I mean, that was pretty brutal. Rob says this. I say this, Rob says that, I say this. And <laughs> I remember thinking, oh, this is, I don't think I'm going to be able to work like this. Not, I, this is too much reading. Yeah. Well, That's why I go it, to the movies. No reading. It, it, it lasted less than one episode. As a matter of fact, it, you, like I said, you wouldn't, the first thing that was okay, now it's Rob's turn to say this, you, you, you went right off the script. And I knew that this is going to be a challenge working with you. Nobody writes Rob Johnson. Nobody. No. Found that out. That was a good one. Yep. Uh, social media, I think, was uh, one of our better stories. We had, This is when you know, we had Erica Kitsi on there. And um, a fantastic job. I think if, if anybody has missed that one on social media, it was a really good job by her. I had three guys tell me that they did exactly what she said about hiring a college kid to take care of your social media, you know. Yep. And uh, they said it all worked amazing. So that, you're right. If you're going to go back and listen to an episode, definitely listen to the social media episode. And then to have Bona, what, what was it? Just a couple of, a couple episodes back, we started, Bona gave us music. We have intro music now. You know, what a validation to Rob and I that after 46 episodes, Bona said to themselves, you know what? We're going to invest $146.67 on music on these guys. You know, that's that's pretty special. I thought they were putting music in and getting rid of us. Uh, yeah. All right. These guys have run the – they've done 50. Let's, yeah. let's give two other guys a turn in the company now. How, how much further can these two guys go? So well, don't get some music. Ideas. We'll try to, uh, you know, try to church it up. <laughs> don't give many ideas. <laughs> Dave Darsh, we had Dave Darsh on talking about CEUs. Todd Waymiller. Waymiller? Oh my yep. god, yeah. 
Todd has accomplished so much and is so humble, he, he won't even talk about it. You and I don't have that problem. And I, I understand that's why God gave me no talent because, you know, I would never be able to stop talking about it if I'd done some of the things that Todd Wade Miller's done. Well, you know what my kids call it. And I have it really bad. Jonfinance. We get all the confidence in the world. Jonfinance, we call it. Ah, there you go. Uh, don't forget, uh, we also had Bill Price. Great that interview. Was, that yeah. was a, yeah. We'll have to have him back. Ah, uh, I he's a funny guy. He makes me laugh. Yep, yep. He's a talent. Brett Miller, NWFA. That was a great interview talking about his school. I'm such a big fan of Brett Miller, uh, what he's done in the direction that he wants to go with the NWFA. If, if, if there was ever a pure guy in this industry, it's Brett Miller that just that just wants the best for the floor guy and the best for the industry with no agenda. You know, uh, I, I think Brett's done a fantastic job. That probably doesn't get enough credit for, for what he's done. We also did a second one with Brett too. Remember uh, that one about the um, luxury luxury vinyl floors? Yeah. Luxury vinyl plank, luxury vinyl tile, LVT, yeah. LVT. Plastic floors. Plastic, plastic floors, yes. Plastic, yep. Yep. We, they didn't really let us unleash like I wanted to on those floors. I, I really wanted to get down and dirty, name names. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, I think we've had some some of the some of the best guys in the industry on our in our interviews. I mean, uh, we had Lenny Hall, we had Sprig Lynn, we had uh, Howard Brickman. Uh, I don't think it's any coincidence after we had Lenny Hall on that um, that same year he won a floor of the year. I'm not saying it had anything you know everything to do with the show, but I think that we uh, we might have inspired him on that. Yeah. John Prada, John Namba. Super shy guy we were able to draw out, <laughs> you know, bring him out of his shell a little bit. It's just part of your magic, man. I, I think this is when I started, my interviewing skills started to come into play. I mean, I think you noticed the, the you know, how I was able to weave in and out of that, you know. It's come out, spit it out. You can get it out. You can, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Now that we can see each other, before on your interviewing skills, I thought you were just dozing off. But no. now I see that you're not. You're you're wide awake. You're just Absolutely. searching for the you're searching for the perfect word. Well, you know, it's hard to get to 50, 50 episodes, Rob. That's not that's not easy. <laughs> Go back and look at some of the history of of what made it to fifty back in the back in our in the country and in, in social media and movies and 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 records and albums and stuff like that. There's a lot of things that are 50. Right off the bat, though, I know you're an Irish guy, so there's some stuff that means a lot to you. Right. Irish Spring Soap yeah. and Shamrock Shakes, both 50 years old. Is that right? Yes. Shamrock Shake? What the hell is a Shamrock Shake? Oh, come on. You're an Irishman. You know what the Shamrock Shake is. Okay. I'm part Irish. What are you? Are you Welsh or Scottish? No, no, Irish. Irish. My mom's my mom's from Ireland. I went to school okay. in Ireland for. Uh, that's what I mean. You're an Irish guy. McDonald's Shamrock Shake. Who would knew that thing would be? Oh, the McDonald's Shamrock. Well, I know McDonald's. You should have McDonald's, McDonald's. McDonald's Shamrock Shake. Who who knew that would be fifty? 
That's hard to believe, actually. I, I know you were worried about talking about some of this old stuff because some of our listeners aren't old like you and I, but this is going to be like a history lesson to some of those kids. Arnold Schwarzenegger's first movie was 50 years ago. Somewhere, somewhere around here, I have Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger's bodybuilding book. Uh, it's like, it's this thick, it's like, I don't know, it must be 300 pages long. It's huge. And inside, on the first page, it says, to Wayne, keep lifting, stay strong, and good lifting with you. I still have that somewhere. You worked out with Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, I wrote that inscription myself. And I forgot about it till we moved to Tennessee. And then uh, I was having these kids, this kid, I asked you, the high school football stud, man, real good athletic kid. And we're, he's helping us move stuff in. I saw that book and I opened it up. I go, here, check this out. He goes, wow, man, that's pretty cool. I go, yeah, you know, I never told him that. I didn't want to, I didn't want to break, break his bubble. You know, I let him think that I, that it came from Arnold. Nice. That's really not a bad idea. I did that one time. Uh, I gave a picture of Bobby Orr, the famous Bobby Orr picture where he's flying through the air after he scores a goal to win the Stanley Cup against St. Louis in 1970, by the way, 50 years ago. And I wrote on there, I, I signed Bobby Orr's name to it, gave it to the guy. But I assumed the guy was going to think that it was a joke. It was, mm-hmm. a, it was a customer. <laughs> so I... So uh, it was one of those things, you get the phone call and he's like, my God, this is the best gift anybody's ever given me. Thank you so much. And I was like, oh no. Uh, so I, I said, listen, I kind of played a little joke on you there. Uh, I signed Bobby Orr's name. He's like, oh, I don't care about that. He goes, this picture's great. I'm hanging this picture up on the wall. So I was pretty, <laughs> I was pretty happy about that. But that goal, now that we're talking, that goal is, was, uh, I think last Saturday, it was its 50th anniversary of that goal. For all Is that you, right? For all you Bruin fans out there. I'm not a, even a, a hockey fan, and I know that. Ah, uh, you told yeah. me you were a hockey fan. You went to a couple games. You enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. I, I you know, it was by accident, and I, I, I absolutely loved it and, and fell in love with hockey. But to say I'm a hockey fan, I just never – you know, I, I don't think it's a great sport to watch on TV, but there's no, there's no better live sport to go to. I think, but uh, I, I'd a lot say, of people would agree with you there. Yeah, I'm more of a, a lot casual. of people. I, it's that's definitely one of the games that um, is so much better live than it is on TV. I mean, I, I'm a fan, so of course I can watch it all night on TV. But going there is a completely different. And just like you said, that's exactly how you got hooked. You saw yeah. it live. Yep. I kind of think episode 14 is. Uh, Another one of my favorites. I think we had a lot of fun with that. I mean, to go with your Wayne Highlander weightlifting with Arnold, you and I talking about taking care of your body. Well, absolutely. That's gold. Sure, it turned around It turned around a whole lot of people's uh, uh, habits. Yeah, if Wayne and Rob can do it, hell. Yeah. yeah. Anybody can do it. You ever belong to a gym? Um, when I first got married. I, uh, I belong, belong to a gym in California and the guy used to ma- amaze me because he was the owner of the gym and he was, he was so out of shape. I mean, he was a slob and, <laughs> and he was the guy that owned the gym and he would tell everybody there and then he'd see someone using bad form, like doing squats and he'd come over and he goes, you know, you want to make sure you have your hips right gear. And he, he would demonstrate how to do everything flawlessly. 
with no weight on. And he was completely out of shape. And I used to marvel at that guy. And I think, how do you, you know, how do you, how do you do that? I mean, this, I think I would have to like own the gym, but just not be there. You know what they say? Those who can't coach. Yeah, true. The Beatles broke up 50 years ago. You a Beatles fan? Uh, the Beatles? Yeah. Uh, one or two songs. I, I think they were a little before our time, so we didn't. Maybe if you were around then, you know, it'd be like me and a, around for Elvis, but I can't say I'm a huge Beatles fan. Like I said, a couple of their songs, but. When I was growing up, you're, you were either a Beatles fan or a Rolling Stones fan. Uh, I was a Stones fan. I respect the Beatles. I mean, they're incredible. Absolutely. And the more you see what they've done, they, they're incredible. But, but um, my, I mean, I was more of a Rolling Stones fan. No comparison. Yep. You Nixon can't compare was, those two. No. Well, I, yeah, I think you can actually. Uh, I think the, the Rolling Stones are the greatest rock and, rock and roll band of all time. I, I do. But nah, they're, I, they're one of them. You know, they're okay. What do you mean they're one of them? Who's wow. better than the Rolling Stones? Who's better than Rolling Stones? Oh, that's an easy one. ACDC. They're you, the greatest lost, of all time. You've lost your mind. Oh, come on. Oh, you you've me? lost your sympathy for the devil? Listen. Satisfaction? Goat's Head Soup? That's great. All great songs. Yeah. We're going to be flooded. We're going to be flooded with emails now about got to go with Rob on this one. ACDC just destroys the stones. I'm, I'm a huge ACDC fan, but I, I can't even talk music with you anymore if you think that ACDC is better than the Rolling Stones. <laughs> I, I Remember the, uh, the uh, first ACDC singer? ACDC singer? Bon Scott. Way better than the second one. I, I kind of fell out of love with them after they after they brought the second guy in. Uh, that was a, I think I, that was, I, I like them both. I think that was the Hell's Bells tour. I was at that tour, uh, Cal Palace in, in San Francisco. Uh, when that bell started ringing. Yeah. And, and actually, that's a good intro, man. I think the, the Raiders used to use that as their, you know, when the game was getting ready to get started, man. That's a good way to get the crowd pumped up. Uh, when I was still. when I was coaching my son's hockey team, we were the Bandits, and we had black jerseys. That was our home jersey, the black jersey. And uh, there was a mother that used to bring this huge boombox to the game. And when the kids would get out, when they started to come out on the ice, she was singing. They they were had uh, back in black. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> The other team knew that they were they were screwed right from the start. Especially how are you going to compete with a team like this? Who's well, wearing all black, coming out the back in black? Especially when the mom brings out the the, the boombox and starts cranking it up. Yeah. <laughs> Hawaii. Hawaii became the fiftieth state. I'll never see Hawaii. You've never been? Never been and never will. No desire. It was awesome. You should go. I'm sure we it is. There, we went there for the NWFA convention the one year. That would be probably the only thing that would bring me there is uh, is through floor work because, I mean, look at me, Rob. Look how white I am. What am I going to do in Hawaii? I have to come out from at night from under a rock when the sun goes down. 
You talked about me being Irish. That's one thing I got uh, from being half Irish is uh, is uh, man the sun. I, I don't I don't get suntan. I get red. Well, if Eileen thought the colonoscopy stories were gross, I got another good gross one, and it's with Hawaii. When I got there, we did a school the week before the convention. So the guy that I'm doing the school with, he rents a convertible, picks me up in a convertible, and we're driving all around Hawaii. And I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm not wearing a hat today. I'm gonna get a little sun on the head here, you know? Big, big mistake. The next day, um, I'm eating breakfast with the guy, and he's like, Man, you're sweating. What what's the matter with you? I go, I'm I'm not sweating. These blisters on my head are popping. Yeah. He he was done with his breakfast. He didn't want to, he didn't want to eat anymore. So you gotta you gotta be careful on the sun there. Yeah, yeah, found it. I got, you know, you got the Irish. I got the Norwegian skin with a little bit of Irish in there too. And oh my God, I uh, that was a brutal, brutal awakening. Yep, I um. My, I was talking to a guy that I know, a sales guy, he's a retired sales guy, he's not in our industry, he's in another industry, and I told him we we're going to do a podcast on, you know, it's our 50th podcast and stuff, and he was reminiscing about his career, and that some of the mentors he had in his life, in sales, and one of his just passed away, and he said he was the best sales guy I have ever met in my entire life, and you know, I've learned so much from him, but he goes, I, I could never get to his level. He got to the, he got to the X level. So I said, what the hell is the X level? He said he was able to cry. I said, you can't be serious. He goes, no, the guy could cry uh, as a salesman uh, when he needed to. And that, that's a level that, you know, that was like the highest level in his mind of salesman, salesmanship. <laughs> Have you tried it? No, I'm actually, first of all, we don't, that's not my style, man, but I don't, I, but the, the fact that the guy would do it and that this guy, that, that was the, that was, you know, that's where you would, you know, you set your, your sights on to get to that level when you could cry. <laughs> oh. oh my God. The EPA, EPA, yeah. 50 years old, started 50 years ago because the pollution was so bad. Nerf ball, Parker Brothers. They invented a foam ball so kids could play catch inside. I guess because it was the pollution was so bad outside. That was the um, that was the downfall of kids. Nerf ball. That's when toughness started to leave. <laughs> you get hit with a nerf. That made a lot of people play ball that were not. That shouldn't have been playing ball. They were too uncoordinated or too soft to play ball. They okay. gave them confidence. The Nerf ball did. Well, I didn't think you would play with Nerf balls and stuff. I figured you and your brothers just threw rocks at each other. So well, that's we why did. I didn't like. We uh, we never played with Nerf balls. We threw rocks at each other. We threw baseballs. My brother threw a fork at me that stuck in my leg one time on a job site. I bet you didn't have it coming. BB guns, shot each other with BB guns, but Nerf balls, no. Not BB us. gun fights were always fun. A group of kids that I hung out with, uh, we all had BB guns and we'd shoot each other out in the woods. That was, that was a good game of war. 
No eye protection. Yep. You know what I thought was crazy would also turn 50 is the Chevy Vega. I never thought Vega was Chevy. I always thought Vegas were American Motors. No, I knew that. There was Vega came out and there was um and uh Ford Pinto was Ford close Pinto. behind it, right? Yes. Yeah. Both 50 years old. I'll be darned. I had a Ford Pinto. Really? Hated that car from the day I bought it. Did, was it the station wagon Pinto no, or the no. regular Pinto? I was a loser, but I wasn't that much of a loser. <laughs> no, I hated that thing, man. I couldn't get, get I couldn't get rid of it fast enough. I needed a car at the time. They found out years later that if you hit the Pinto from behind just right, they'd explode. That's why the guy sold it to me. <laughs> Truly, that's why he sold it to me. Did you buy it knowing that? Or yeah. was that before? Yeah, it was a good price. There you go. Who's going to hit you from behind anyways? See, if I had taken your, your fire safety class, I probably would have thought twice about it. <laughs> so where are, we going, where are we going in the future with these podcasts, Rob? Uh, there's a whole lot more people I want to talk to. Uh, there's a whole lot more things I want to learn. I, I know what you want to do. I think I know exactly where you want to head with this more skits using using the the wayne highlander players group <laughs> it's hard to be a writer rob it's late night stuff you know okay my my sister-in-law was uh in the music industry and she was uh she was moving from san francisco <laughs> to uh uh to um indiana okay and you know she um She's in the music industry and this is her night and she's leaving and all her, they had a, there was a, a bar down in San Francisco and all her friends were going to be there. And there was like a balcony up in the bar. And uh, I thought, you know, she's moving to Indiana. Well, David Letterman's from Indiana. We could do like a top 10 thing, you know, um, you know, about her leaving from San Francisco to Indiana, right? Like in the, in the spirit of David Letterman. So, um, I didn't know any of her friends and I was kind of shy, you know, but uh, they're all kind of in the music business and stuff. And I, you know, I didn't travel with that crowd, but I, I, I wrote the list. What, out. what did she do in the music business? She booked talent. Everybody who's anybody. I mean, she, she's got great stories. Thanks to her. I got to, I got to see some great concerts backstage and everything, but so she booked uh, talent. So I gave this list to her friend and said, you know, she might be kind of neat, you know, she's going to, as I explained to her, you know, she's going to Indiana and, uh, you know, David Letterman's from Indiana and um, maybe we could do this like top 10 list reasons why not to go to Indiana. And she goes, okay, cool. She goes, you want to read? I said, no, I really don't know these people and everything. And I think <laughs> maybe you could read it. So she goes, okay. She didn't really look at the list and everything. She goes up there and then, you know, she says, hey, I want to say goodbye to Annie. You know, uh, we love you, Annie, and, you know, hope everything works good. And, you know, uh, we've got a top 10 list of reasons why we, we think you shouldn't go to Indiana. And uh, she started reading the list. Is this a list you wrote? Did you write this? Yes. Of course you did. So it kept getting worse and worse and worse. And the top, I don't remember all of them, but the one of the top ones was um, – you know, San Francisco has a lot of culture. <laughs> There's going to be two people laughing at this podcast, you and I. 
San Francisco is known for it has a lot of culture. The only culture you'll find in 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 uh, Indiana is on a swab down some hillbilly throat in STD test. Oh my God! Listen, I'll, I'll tell you what. We'll start letting you do top ten list, but stick to three. Just do three. We'll start with threes. When this, when she gave me the list back at the end, she looked at me. If if looks could kill, I'd be dead. But uh, and, and and you know, as she's reading list, I was like, even even the crowd's going, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. So I kind of like you know distanced myself from that list as much as I could. Truthfully, Indiana is a great place, man. My sister-in-law went on to live there for about ten years and absolutely loved it. Listen, though, don't ever give up in your dreams. You keep writing. All right. All right. You keep writing. You're not going to hit a home run every time, but uh, you never know when you're going to find that nugget. Here's some uh, Wayne. Here's some movies that are turning 50 years old. MASH, Patton, one of my favorite, Patton. Yeah. Uh, there's some, also there are a lot of biker movies back then. We, My dad and I used to go to the drive-in and see every biker movie that ever came out, the <laughs> Billy Jack movies. He, he was not yes, a fan of, of course. He was yes. not a fan of sports, but he loved going to the drive-in. So I saw everything. Uh, and I remember a movie that I saw that I've seen a bunch of times since kind of it's a Johnson classic favorite. It's called CC and Company, starring Joe Namath. One Joe of the best. Na Joe Namath is the star of the movie. <laughs> One of the best bad guys in the entire world is in that movie, too. One of the best villains, William Smith. You know who William Smith is? No. William Smith is, uh, do you remember the second Any Which Way You Can, the Clint Eastwood movies? Yes, with the monkey? yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Do you remember the big dude that he fought? I absolutely do. Yes. He was also the the general, or the the colonel in Red Dawn, the first Red Dawn. Okay. You know the guy. That's William Smith. Okay, gotcha. Just a classic villain. Well, there, remember he all them did. He was huge in biker movies back in 1970. Mm -hmm. He did Nam Angels, The Losers, and CC and Company. Also in CC and Company was uh, was Anne Margaret or Raquel Welch. I always get the two of them mixed up. Raquel Welch. Well, both of them beauties. Um, that's funny. Back in there, there was a whole there was a whole different genre of music of of, of mu uh, movies with those biker movies. Remember all those B movies that you would typically see at a drive-in theater, and it was like, you know, a little bit racy. Uh, you know, um, and my dad. My dad, always are always like are said, rated. My dad brought me to all these movies, okay? Mm -hmm. And I had to sit. We had a station wagon. I had to sit in the second row, right? I didn't get to sit in the front seat. And whenever a sex scene would come on, he'd say, get down, get, get down. And I'd have to cower down under the seat. I could watch a guy's head get cut off, but no, yeah. no nudity. No nudity. Get down. Robbie, get down. <laughs> so that, I'd have to hide. I could hear everything. Yeah, God, the things that were going through my head, you know. Yeah. But pretty funny. I got that a was story. Uh, I. It was Raquel Welcher and Margaret. I can't remember which one. I always get the two of them mixed up. Two I, I, beautiful I, women. 
I got an Ann's story or a, a Raquel Well story that I that I, I whenever I think about her, I think about. Do you remember the Miracle on Ice, the hockey team that beat the Russians? I lived that. Okay, so we in play, America, I played hockey. I played hockey that night in my men's league after. Yeah. After that, so you know what a time to go out and play hockey with your buddies. In in sports in America, in our entire history of this country, that has got to be ranked in the top three. All right. I mean, you know, that's Rocky in real life. I mean, here we are, an upstart team of nobodies playing the Russian juggernaut. I mean, they were, I mean, nobody could beat the Russians, man. I mean, they were a tough physical team. And and we didn't have, all we had was a bunch of no-name guys. So I saw a documentary probably 25 years after that Miracle on Ice. But the documentary was from the Russians' perspective. It was from their side. It was a coach on the other team. And the interviewer was was asking him questions and like, you know, oh, gosh, this must have been so defeating to you. I mean, you know, you guys were the, you know, you guys were this big juggernaut and and to lose to nobody's in, in America. I mean, you know, hockey's not even our big sport. And here we come on the biggest stage in the world and 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 we kicked your butt. I mean, how how was that for you guys in, you know, in the locker room? And how was that afterwards? All these years later, it's still got to haunt you. And he goes, the, the Russian guy goes, you know, I'll tell you a story. Once there was an 18-year-old boy, and by chance, he met Raquel Welsh. And, you know, just by chance, he happened to run into her, and he, and, and he introduced himself, and she gave him a kiss on the cheek. The rest of that 18-year-old boy's life, he never forgets that kiss on the cheek. He talks about it all the time. All his friends have heard that story. His wife has heard the story. He's relived that many, many times in his life. Ask Ra Raquel Welsh if she remembers that 18-year-old boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great response to yeah. that. that, yeah. that did, was a, did he give that interview from the gulag that he was sent to after <laughs> losing? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it wasn't top three. Sports Illustrated did a show, 100 Greatest Events in Sports. That came out as number one. Oh, no kidding. See, yeah, I, I, yeah I, that I, was I, number one. By, by chance, do you know what two and three were? No idea. Okay. All right. I'm not no even going to chance to guess because I'm such a UK fan. University <laughs> of Kentucky should have been number two and number three. Oh. And as <laughs> I said, I still hate Christian Leitner, but that's another topic. <laughs> One thing I'm I'm really I'm really proud of uh, Rob is is to be able to have I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna list them again Brett Miller Sprague Lynn Lenny Hall Howard Brickman John John um, John Prater John Prater and uh, John without the H John Namba John Namba I mean look at the the wealth of information between them that's like 200 years of information that's 100 years alone with Howard Brickman. Um, of, of huge industry knowledge and um, and the insights and and when Howard talked about acclimation, we got a lot of feedback on on Howard and John uh, Namba and so great. If you haven't listened to those guests, they were absolutely fabulous. So thank you for your listenership and it's been a fun ride over the last fifty podcasts and uh, we really like uh, some of the things we have coming up in the future. Pretty excited about that. So please stay tuned for another episode.